I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I have developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. Today we're reading Psalms 106 and 107. In Psalm 106, where we'll begin, there's no subtitle to this one. We'll say more about that in a few moments. Verse 1. Praise ye the Lord, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord? Who can show forth all his praise? Blessed are they that keep judgment, and he that doeth righteousness at all times. Remember me, O Lord, with the favor that thou bearest unto thy people. O visit me with thy salvation, that I may see the good of thy chosen, that I may rejoice in the gladness of thy nation, that I may glory with thine inheritance. We have sinned with our fathers, we have committed iniquity, we have done wickedly. Our fathers understood not thy wonders in Egypt. They remembered not the multitude of thy mercies, but provoked him at the sea, even at the Red Sea. Nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make his mighty power to be known. He rebuked the Red Sea also, and it was dried up. So he led them through the depths as through the wilderness. And he saved them from the hand of him that hated them, and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy." And the waters covered their enemies. There was not one of them left. Then believed they his words. They sang his praise. They soon forgot his works. They waited not for his counsel, but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tempted God in the desert. And he gave them their request, but sent leanness into their soul. They envied Moses also in the camp, and Aaron, the saint of the Lord." The earth opened up and swallowed up Dathan and covered the company of Abiram. And a fire was kindled in their company. The flame burned up the wicked. They made a calf in Horeb and worshipped the molten image. Thus they changed their glory into the similitude of an ox that eateth grass. They forget God their Savior, which had done great things in Egypt, wondrous works in the land of Ham, and terrible things by the Red Sea. Therefore he said that he would destroy them, had not Moses chosen stood before him in the breach to turn away his wrath, lest he should destroy them? Yea, they despised the pleasant land. They believed not his word, but murmured in their tents, and hearkened not unto the voice of the Lord. Therefore he lifted up his hand against them to overthrow them in the wilderness, to overthrow their seed also among the nations." and to scatter them in the lands. They joined themselves also unto Baal Peor, and ate the sacrifices of the dead. Thus they provoked him to anger with their inventions, and the plague break in upon them. Then stood up Phinehas, and executed judgment, and so the plague was stayed. And that was counted unto him for righteousness, and to all generations for evermore. They angered him also at the waters of strife, so that it went ill with Moses for their sakes, because they provoked his spirit, so that he spake unadvisedly with his lips. They did not destroy the nations concerning whom the Lord commanded them, but were mingled among the heathen and learned their works. 
and they served their idols, which were a snare unto them. Yea, they sacrificed their sons and their daughters unto devils, and shed innocent blood, even the blood of their sons and of their daughters, whom they sacrificed unto the idols of Canaan, and the land was polluted with blood. Thus were they defiled with their own works, and went a-whoring with their own inventions. Therefore was the wrath of the Lord kindled against his people, insomuch that he abhorred his own inheritance. And he gave them into the hand of the heathen, and they that hated them ruled over them. Their enemies also oppressed them, and they were brought into subjection under their hand. Many times did he deliver them, but they provoked him with their counsel, and were brought low for their iniquity. Nevertheless, he regarded their affliction when he heard their cry. And he remembered for them his covenant, and repented according to the multitude of his mercies. He made them also to be pitied of all those that carried them captives. Save us, O Lord our God, and gather us from among the heathen, to give thanks unto thy holy name, and to triumph in thy praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting, and let all the people say, Amen. Praise ye the Lord. We don't know who wrote this psalm, but Israel's history of disobedience is recounted in some detail. Verse 7, we have the Red Sea incident of Exodus chapter 14 and 15. In verse 15, we have the quail, lots and lots of quail, of Numbers chapter 11. In verse 17, the priest-led rebellion that took place in Numbers chapter 16. In verse 19 is mentioned the golden calf incident recounted from Exodus chapter 32. The women of Moab are seen in verse 28. That happened back in Numbers chapter 25. Water from the rock in Numbers chapter 20 is recounted in verse 33. In verse 37, the sacrifice to devils that we saw in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 17. And verse 38, on top of all of these specifics, he mentions human sacrifices to the idols of Canaan. Gods of the Canaanites included El, Baal, and Hadad, Dagon, and Anat. Instead of eradicating Canaan of the God-hating heathen, we see in verse 34, they instead mingled among the heathen and learned their works, it says in verse 35. Because of all that, we see beginning in verses 40 to 46, the consequence of their sin. God handed them over to the nations. As a matter of fact, the book of Judges records repeated cycles of, number one, Israel turns its back on God, heathen worship. Number two, Israel falls into subservience to heathen nations. And then thirdly, Israel in this cycle experiences great affliction at the hands of these conquering nations. And then fourthly, as a result, Israel cries out to God and repents. And then number five, Israel is delivered by God as they repent. That's the complete cycle. But there's one more. Number six, Back to number one, Israel turns its back on God. Repeated over and over and over again. That was the pattern all through the 300 plus years or so covered by the book of Judges. The pleas in verse 47 and 48 for restoration. Notice the strong language of verse 40. It says, Therefore was the wrath of the Lord kindled against his people insomuch that he abhorred his own inheritance. It's interesting that there are so many Christians today who do not understand the nature of the promise of God, the covenant, so to speak. Specifically, 
the covenant that God makes with man about salvation. We see that Israel had broken their fellowship with God to the point that God was very, very unhappy with them. As a result, God allowed them to be punished, but he never forsook them. Notice verse 45, it says this, And he remembered for them his covenant. Hey, a covenant's a covenant. Likewise, as I mentioned, salvation is a covenant. When believers break fellowship with God, he chastises them, says so in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 3 through 17. But just as with Israel, he never, never abandons his salvation promise to believers. Many refer to this covenant and simplified terminology by declaring, once saved, always saved. Sometimes you see that abbreviated, especially on websites, O-S-A-S, once saved, always saved. Now, sometimes these folks that believe in eternal security, as I do, by the way, they may create the impression that they believe that they're free to sin without any consequence from God. Well, that's simply not the case, and that's not a true representation of the doctrine, the scriptural doctrine of eternal security. Here's the deal. God chastises disobedient believers, but he never, never, never snatches away their salvation. It's not in God's nature to violate an unconditional, everlasting covenant. Now, if you'd like to understand more about that, look in the topic sections of BibleTrack.org for the article entitled, Trial versus Chastisement. I explain it all right there. That brings us to Psalm 107, Israel's cycle of disobedience. Verse 1, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy, and gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in the solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city of habitation." Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness, such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron, because they rebelled against the words of God and contemned the counsel of the Most High. Therefore he brought down their heart with labor they fell down, and there was none to help. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death, and brake their bands in sunder. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness, and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he hath broken the gates of brass, and cut the bars of iron in sunder. Fools, because of their transgression, and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Their soul abhorreth all manner of meat, and they draw near unto the gates of death. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saveth them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them, and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness, and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving, and declare his works with rejoicing, that they may go down to the sea and ships, and do business in great waters. These see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. 
For he commanded, and raiseth the stormy wind, which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heaven, and they go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro, and stagger like a drunken man, and are at their wits' end. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm a calm, so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad, because they be quiet. So he bringeth them unto their desired haven. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness, and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the congregation of the people, and praise him in the assembly of the elders. He turneth rivers into a wilderness, and the water springs into dry land, a fruitful land into barrenness, for the wickedness of them that dwell therein. He turneth the wilderness into a standing water, and dry ground into water springs. And there he maketh the hungry to dwell, that they may prepare a city for habitation, and sow the fields and plant vineyards, which may yield fruits of increase. He blesseth them also, so that they are multiplied greatly, and suffereth not their cattle to decrease. Again they are minished, and brought low through oppression, affliction, and sorrow. He poureth contempt upon princes, and causeth them to wander in the wilderness, where there is no way. Yet setteth he the poor on high from affliction, and maketh him families like a flock. The righteous shall see it, and rejoice, and all iniquity shall stop her mouth. Who is wise, and will observe these things? Even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord." Well, this psalm continues with the same theme found in Psalm 106, which we looked at a few moments ago. Notice the cycle of disobedience in this psalm. The author is unknown, but this history of Israel's pattern of disobedience is a very vivid picture of God's people disobeying down through the ages. Now, here's that continuous cycle that I spoke of. Israel disobeys, God chastises, they repent, and God delivers them. Then later on you see that Israel once again disobeys. In each of the four cycles of this psalm, we find the same lesson, worded exactly the same way in verses 8, 15, 21, and 31. And here it is. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. It's absolutely clear that the psalmist is saying, can't you folks just learn this simple lesson? Isn't it interesting that many believers, individual believers, relive the same cycle as Israel did over and over again? They disobey, then God chastises them. Then they repent from their disobedience and God delivers them back into fellowship and victorious Christian living once again. Once that cycle really ought to do it, but many people... Many Christians repeat the same process, the same cycle over and over again throughout their sometimes entire lives. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Fayette Bible Church, Paul Walter.